0: Good morning, everybody. My name is Barry Schwartz, and this is the Search Buzz video recap. Today is Friday, October 29th, and this is the search news we covered over at the Search Engine Roundtable at sdroundlabel.com. Lot to discuss. Google Search may have had a ranking update, a Google algorithm update on Tuesday, this past Tuesday. Um, Just a little PSA, continuous scroll really doesn't have a direct impact on the Search Console reports. There may be an indirect impact, we'll get into that later. Search Console gained a bunch of new API features um, and uh, controls. Uh, lots of seo topics to discuss we talked about the facebook renamed to meta uh, and how that impacted search google search and so so much more and there is no sponsor this week it's an extra friday in the month so not sure if it qualifies as me sponsoring my own videos but definitely check us out at rustybrook.com if you're looking for web development or mobile app or software to make your companies more efficient all right any event um let's get into the news so Google Search um, did an update this week um, and it was unconfirmed. It was on October 26th, I believe. Um, and the tools, most of them showed um changes there. And you'll see a chart of them, of course, like I put in the video if you're watching the video. Um, if you aren't watching the video and you're on Spotify, it actually has video support in Spotify as well. Uh, Google Podcast does not. Um, Apple does, so Apple Podcasts do. So definitely take a look at the at the video if you're watching this. You can see the charts there. And there was chatter. I don't think it was a, a huge update, but there definitely was some type of update on October 26th that went unconfirmed again, where there was no weekend update this week, or I, not that I reported on, uh, but there was um, some type of update. Like I said before, there was a PSA, uh, public service announcement, that the Google Search Console reports really should be unaffected by uh, the continuous scroll, meaning... When page one loads, that's page one. When page two loads automatically, that's page two. When page three loads automatically, that's page three. So your search results will still be reported on the right pages. Now, maybe impressions and clicks might increase. The reason for that is because people, searchers, might scroll more freely and then your search result on page two might load and gain their impression and maybe somebody will click on it. But the reporting in terms of where the page or your search result is ranking is not going to be changed by that because that's how pages work. Even if they do continuously scroll um, up until page four, or so and so forth. Again, just a little PSA there. Um, Google search, John Mueller said, does not care uh, about a specific image being on a specific web page. So it's not going to rank a web page higher or lower because that image, you know, has a gray background or a blue background or whatever. Even if you're talking about gray or blue. It doesn't matter. Google search is not looking for that. It's not going to make a difference. Just keep that in mind. Uh, Google search console announced a bunch of new API features. Um, it gained Google discover data, um, which was announced um, on the web interface for a long while now. Also Google news data, which also was announced in the web interface for a while now, but now it's in, actual, in the actual API. And which also was announced a while ago, regress reg- controls is also now also in the API. Um, you can access all that information in the API if you're using it. Google announced it. There was a kind of a, like an, a day delay in terms of it actually happened. But now it's all in the API. So if you want Google Discover, Google News, and Red X controls, you can definitely have that. Google's John Mueller said that they do not hard code YMYL, your money, your life, categories into, our, into their algorithm. Specifically, somebody was asking um, in, in a specific industry, is my industry uh, considered a YMYL category? And John Mueller said, I don't know. Um, but we don't hard code that stuff into the category. So it's easy to test, he said, on some level. Not easy to test, but it's basically the test to see if you actually produce, if your users want specific types of authors, which is very interesting for him to say that. Definitely look at that. Um, he said you could ask your users more directly or do a small user study um, when maybe you could do an A-B test of your website where you have content with an author or some of it without an author and see if it actually makes a difference. Very interesting that John Mueller said that about why categories and testing it, author or no author. Um, Google said trust is not just a matter of links pointing to a website. It used to be that with PageRank and so forth that Google would say, oh, this site has lots of links from lots of authoritative sources. We trust this website more than the other website has less links. Google's John Mueller said, no, it's not just about links anymore. Trust is other things outside of just links pointing to a website. Google's John Mueller said, um, try not to use for the author name on your articles, admin or author, generic names, because Google's not gonna pick up on it and users are not gonna pick up on it. So if you are worried about um, EAT and YMYL and stuff like that, don't use generic author names like that. Google said it does not classify um, websites based on the technology platform or infrastructure it's hosted on. Um, So if you have a big commerce website and it's a blog, it's not an e commerce website. Google's gonna say, oh, this is a blog. It's not an e commerce website. It's based on what Google sees, not what the platform you use. Of course, I don't know why you use big, big Commerce for an e commerce site, but that's another thing. Google said, oh, this is very interesting. Don't worry about um, reducing duplication on a one by one, page by page basis. Instead, look for the big, big wins. So he's like, look for reducing duplication by a factor of 10 times. Um, and he said the way you could do that, especially let's say e-commerce pages or product URLs, um, if you have a product URL that has 50 variations of that URL with tracking parameters and filters and controls on that URL or some weird session IDs and stuff like that, look at a way to consolidate all that into one URL. And if you have, you know, a hundred or so or five million URLs, <laughs> you can reduce that to like a hundred thousand URLs by reducing the 50,000 or sorry, the 50 URLs per one URL. It's basically what SEOs do by nature. Um, but that's what you should be looking at. Not worrying about a individual URL here and there, but look at ways to reduce duplication by tenfold. Um, Google said it might be a good idea to have an updated often or often updated sitemap file for pay- for URLs that are updated often. Have a separate sitemap file for URLs that may have be updated maybe daily and so forth. Um, he said it doesn't work at all the time, but it might be a useful idea. Google Merchant Center has come out with um, a new or change to... Um, their unique product identifier enforcement. It used to be that in September, if you didn't have a unique uh, product identifier on your URL, and there's multiple unique product identifiers like GTINs, MPNs, brands, and so forth, if you didn't have that identifier on the product, Google would actually disapprove your your, your listing from the free results and get rid of it completely. Now Google's saying they may still continue to remain eligible to be served, but their performance in terms of how it ranks and so forth may be limited, that's starting in November, so keep that in mind, it's less of an enforcement. Uh, there was a poll uh, by Marie Haynes asking, "Is are you doing black hat SEO? Do you consider stuff that you're doing black hat SEO? And the results were basically saying, 49% said no, we, I do not do any black hat SEO, whereas 28% said yes, I do black hat SEO, and 23% maybe a li- said I maybe do a little bit of black hat SEO. Uh, The results weren't that many, they only had 200 or so responses to the poll, so just keep that in mind. Also, another survey said that links are the most challenging area of doing SEO. Um, I don't know, I mean, the reason makes sense. Um, Compared to technical SEO, which was um, about, I think, 25% of the votes were technical SEO said that um, it was the most challenging area, followed by copywriting was 9%, and local SEO was about 8%. So links by far 58 or close to 60% of people in the SEO community, this had almost 800 votes, um, said that links are the most, link acquisition is the most challenging area. It makes sense because it's their success rate of actually getting a link um, through link acquisition methods is very, very low, whereas technical SEO, even though it might be skilled and might be complicated, you could implement this stuff, and the success rate of implementing that stuff is pretty easy um, in terms of the success rate, uh, meaning, I have task A to do, I do task A, it gets done. Whereas I can ask somebody to link to me, they're most likely not gonna link to me. Uh, Google came out with a new policy change and um, tool change to let um, anybody, any images of people under the age of 18 be removed by the minor themselves, the parent or guardian, or a legal representative of that guardian. So that's a new feature if you need to remove images. I'm sure reputation management companies are gonna like that. Google Ads has a new Python script they released uh, to automate the processing of the three strikes and you're out uh, policy. So Google Ads came out with three strikes and you're out policy where if you do three types of warnings, you will go ahead and your ad will be disapproved and your account may be suspended right away. Uh, so now Google has a uh, Python script that lets you keep track of those three strikes and you're out types of things so you don't get to that third strike and get your, your account suspended. Um, it's called Google Bowling if you want to look it up. Microsoft Advertising partnered with Shopify for deeper integration with Shopify while Google Ads which I think has already a Shopify partnership also announced this week that they are partnership, partnering with big commerce for deeper integration with Google Merchant Center and ads with big commerce sites. Uh, Google ads campaigns announced that they do no longer, they no longer require you to have deep links to your apps. So if your app campaigns, you don't have to have to have a deep link anymore to your app. You could actually have a link to your app homepage instead. Uh, Brave search announced um, their search ranking considerations or factors. Uh, and one of those was actually using click data for ranking purposes, to rank sites. And Google says they haven't used that, they don't use it, it's a fuzzy metric. The last search engine that really popularized using that was Direct Hit, which closed down in 2000 when Ask Jeeves acquired them through IEC, um, and they're no longer around for a reason. Oh, in that news, Brave Search actually said that um, they're, gonna, they're no longer using Brave, uh, Google as their search partner for their browser, Brave browser, and they're using their own search engine. Google Ads and, sorry, Google and Microsoft both announced earnings, both up over 40% in terms of revenues. Um, their ad-specific earnings, a a Google Ads and Microsoft Advertising, are both up 40%. I think Google was up 43%, and Microsoft is up over 40% on that metric. Um, there was a lot of controversy this weekend on an unredacted um, Attorney General Paxton um, legal case, basically alleging that Google kind of slowed down pages without with non-amp paid, non-amp ads and so forth. Um, lots of controversy around that. I kind of summarized some of that. There is a lot of nuance. The unredacted comments were just the comments that uh, the Attorney General came up with. We have do not have access to those internal Google documents to see why the Attorney General interpreted those internal Google documents as such. I've done some legal expert witness cases, um, and I know for a fact, I've watched even congressional and Senate hearings. These people generally misunderstand what the technical nuances around these types of internal Google documents are. Um, so I would like to see those internal documents before actually saying Google's evil or not. Of course, um, these are very, very, very serious allegations against Google. Um, and it needs to be looked into further and we'll see what happens with that. In any event, um, the last thing is Facebook changed their name to Meta, um, kind of like Google changed their name to Alphabet. Um, and Google search handled that very, very quickly. Within like 20, 30, 40 minutes, the Google search results kind of all completely changed for the word Meta. Um, which is pretty cool. any event, thank you so much for listening to the Search Buzz video recap. My name again is Barry Schwartz. This is the search news we covered over at the Search Engine Roundtable, roundtable.com over the past week. Everyone have a great weekend. Um, if you are looking to sponsor these videos, definitely hit me up. Um, there may be a slot coming up very soon, so definitely let me know. Everyone have a great weekend, and I'll see you guys next. Goodbye. <music>